You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. at 330 South Market Street. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. There's when we're in Christ, but sometimes He doesn't answer the way we want. Sometimes it feels like we're waiting for Him to respond, and sometimes He waits. Sometimes He responds right away. Often He waits until the last minute until He responds. And so last week was, I still believe when God allows me, uh, I still believe when uh, God doesn't seem to answer my prayer, and so uh, number one, confidently wait on God, commit to walk in step with God, and continue to worship with God. You can actually listen to that online uh, from last week. Uh, I don't know, months ago, somebody's like, well, I would listen if it was on Pandora. So I'm like, okay, I'll try. And all of a sudden, it took months, but all of a sudden we're on Pandora, so uh, you can listen that way too or, or share what we say here. Um, but anyway, so today is I still believe when God allows me to go through difficult times. And that's what this movie with, about Jeremy Camp and his wife Melissa is about, is she's got cancer. And will God heal her? Will God not? Well, spoiler, uh, she dies. But she dies with great faith. And God allows us to go through difficult times too. I'm sure that if we all revealed the difficult things that we go through, uh, we're all carrying some type of difficulty, hurt, uh, medical difficulty, um, trouble in a relationship, or just a list of things. And God often allows us to go through those things. Um, in the Old Testament, God allowed His people to wander around in the wilderness before going to the promised land. And I think it's in Deuteronomy, it says that God did so to test their faith, to reveal what was in their hearts, and God provided manna for them to eat, but God sees how we respond when everything isn't perfect. Now, if you came into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and then everything about your life was instantaneously perfect, everybody would start following Jesus just because it was the best business decision or the healthiest thing to do. And those things are true, but it doesn't mean that just because you come to Christ that everything in your life is perfect. Matter of fact, when we're in Christ, there's a spiritual battle that goes on between Satan and our own selfish wills and all that stuff. And if you look at Job, at the book of Job, one of the oldest books of the Bible, you see how Job was, um, how he suffered, how Satan allowed, or God allowed Satan to do all these things to him, except... Uh, kill him, but all the difficulty he went through and how he responded and when his wife is like, why don't you just curse God and die? Job is like, no. And he was faithful in the midst of it and God rewarded him. So, um, in 2 Corinthians 4.16, it says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So this is written by Paul, who was in prison, who uh, suffered all these different things. He had some kind of thorn in the flesh that he prayed for God to remove that God didn't. Nobody really knows what it is. Uh, in one, at the end of one uh, book that Paul wrote, in one book Paul wrote, it says that, I wrote this with my own hand, see what large letters I use. So was this thorn in the flesh arthritis? Was it that he couldn't see? What, there, there's all many different things that it could have been. But I think that in the struggle, we can glorify God. When we serve to the best of our ability, to the best with our resources, the best we have with our resources, uh, it glorifies God. 
There's so many times we sit on our hands and we say, well, if God gave me this, then I would do that for sure. You know, if God gave me an airplane, then of course I'd be interested in world missions because I could just fly over there. If God gave me uh, a big platform, then I could reach thousands or, or millions of people for Christ. Um, if God made me really smart, then like Rabbi Zacharias or something like that, then I'd share my faith because I would have the answer to almost every question. Instead, God uses what we have. And often when we come up short, when we're faithful to show up, the Holy Spirit kicks in and helps us to accomplish God's purposes in our life. When we have trials, they remind us that Christ suffered for us. When we have trials, it keeps us from pride. It causes us to look beyond this brief life and look towards our eternal hope and future. Uh, it shows our faith to others, gives God the opportunity to demonstrate His power through us, and they bring us an eternal reward. So our ultimate hope in Christ is experiencing eternal life with Him. Now, parts of our society and the world are concerned about uh, the coronavirus, or the Wuhan virus, I guess is what the vice president wants to name it. China's pretty upset about that. But this threat of this sickness um, is inconvenient and difficult and nobody wants to get sick. On the other hand, what if God is using this to show us that we are not as self-reliant as we thought? What if God is using this to show people that life is frail and that we need Jesus Christ so that we may be healed and have the assurance of heaven? As people are scared of the future, God can do great things to bring a revival. And sometimes we pray for revival. We pray that God would move. We pray that people would get saved. But we don't want people to be uncomfortable. We don't want our life to be disrupted. We don't want difficulties. So we're like, um, so could you do that and just make sure that we're comfortable and we don't <clears throat> suffer at all? The Alliance Church in Seattle, Washington is closed today. Uh, at the recommendations of the Centers for Disease Control so that they don't spread anything. And I don't really know how long that type of thing will go on before it just becomes part of normal society. If I got this right, I think the bird flu is now just a normal flu, like flu type A, avian flu or whatever. Um, but this might be a great opportunity to talk about our faith in Christ. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed that you won't get sick. But what it does mean is you're guaranteed that as you go through difficulty, as you pray for others, as you help others, that it shows your faith. We should honor God by running to those people that are in need. Think of those medical missionaries who give up everything to run to parts of Africa where there's all sorts of sickness and disease. And they know they might catch it, but they're trusting God as they reach out in faith to try to help those people. We should pray for medical workers. We should do what we can to wash our hands and whatever. But we should think about this as we are God's children, we are God's tools, and God could use us in the midst of this difficulty to proclaim faith, to use this difficulty to show our faith and trust in God so we don't lose heart. So we need faith. It takes faith to wait, <clears throat> it takes faith to keep walking, and it takes faith to worship. In Hebrews 11:6, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. And as we earnestly seek Him day by day, as we spend time in God's Word, as we pray for things that other people need, as we pray for things that we need, as we pray for an end to this virus, as we pray for our wisdom, uh, for medical doctors and countries and everything else, as we pray, 
we can know that God rewards those who earnestly seek Him. We seek His face. We seek His will. We seek His provision. We seek His divine healing. We seek opportunities to proclaim Jesus so that lost people can be saved. We seek opportunities to take new Christians and help them become uh, mature believers through discipling them. Jesus says in John 16.33, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, have faith. I have overcome the world. And this world is going to be full of trouble. As a matter of fact, when you look at the end time stuff, there's all sorts of disease and difficulty. So this could just be a preview of what's to come. But we are totally not self-reliant. We are totally uh, not uh, wise in our own eyes, secure in every way. We need God's help. The world needs Jesus. In Jeremy Camp's uh, song, Walk by Faith, he says, I will walk by faith even when I cannot see because this broken road prepares your will for me. And <clears throat> when we come to difficulty uh, like Melissa in this movie uh, who gets cancer and Jeremy Camp hopes that when they get married uh, that God will heal her and that they'll have this long life together, um, you don't know what's in the future. You don't know what's over that hill. You don't know what's just beyond could be easy days in comfort, could be healing and provision, could be more money than you know what to do with, or it could be um, lack, it could be difficulty, it could be sickness. Who knows? But we walk hand in hand with Jesus and He will equip us and help us to accomplish His purposes no matter what situation we are in. And that's where our faith is really proven. So when we have a faith that trusts God, that says, I am yours and I am here to serve and to, to love and to worship and to help change the world through the power of your spirit, that is a great way to live life, a faithful way to live life. So, number one, have faith to pursue Jesus for healing. So if you are sick, ask the Lord to heal you. If you know somebody who is sick, ask the Lord to heal them. Move forward in faith. Uh, God often uses doctors to help. You need doctors with wisdom, doctors with the ability to give you the right prescriptions and things. But in Mark 5.25, uh, this is, we talked about Jairus last week, and while Jairus had asked Jesus to heal his daughter and Jesus was en route to go do that, this, this woman pops up in the middle of the story. And so Mark 5.25, a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from suffering. And then Jesus is like, whoa, who touched me? I felt power go up from with I'm pretty sure Jesus know, knew who touched him, but it was like a question to get her to come forward and admit what she had done, admit her faith, and so Jesus healed her because of her faith. Yeah, it wasn't that it was a sneaky thing and she robbed Jesus of a miracle. I'm pretty sure Jesus knew what was going on, but she had so much faith to pursue Jesus for healing that she reached out and she asked, well, she didn't ask, she, she reached out and she tried to, well, she approached Jesus in the crowd. She pursued Jesus in the midst of all the people. She did all she could to get to him. What if our lives were marked by pursuing Jesus? What if we looked at the days that we have, the time that we have, and we were in pursuit of Jesus? Not just in search of a miracle for healing or for comfort or for provision, but seeking Jesus because of who Jesus is. Because we want Jesus 
to be prominent in our life. We want Jesus to be the one who guides and directs and helps. It's a bold faith to pursue and reach out to Jesus, and we should do that. Uh, whenever we have difficulty, whenever we're scared, whenever we're concerned about the future, we should ask, we should pray, we should commit ourselves to follow after Jesus, have faith to pursue Jesus for healing. And in the movie, Melissa did that. Jeremy Camp did that. Number two, have faith to trust in God when all seems hopeless. So we trust in God when all seems hopeless. So many, so many times we won't take a risk because we think it's impossible. So many times we uh, look at what we can do on our own, but we won't do things that we think are crazy. We won't do things that we wonder how in the world uh, that would ever happen, how we could ever do that for the Lord. We don't trust Him. So many times He calls us to do things that are beyond ourselves and we sit on our hands and we go, no, that doesn't seem very reasonable. That doesn't seem very rational. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. So I'm going to show you a video uh, in a second. It's a really old one. Of Brother Andrew, who was a Bible smuggler to communist Poland. And he was known for getting the Bibles through in his little Volkswagen through the communist country. And so there's a, a video reenactment of, of that. But uh, one of the favorite stories that he tells is that they were searching all the cars around him. So uh, the car in front of him, they had stopped and they made the person get out and they were searching the car. And then the next car they were searching, the one in front of him, they like, took the car apart. They took part of the engine apart. They were doing all this stuff. And so he's praying, he's praying, Lord, uh, you know, help these people, help these guards not to see the Bibles. And he's like, I wonder if I take like a couple Bibles and like set them out if they won't know how many Bibles I'm actually carrying in my little Volkswagen. And he's praying about it and he's like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I hope for a miracle. And so he gets up to the guard, it's his turn, and he's about to open the door and get out. And the guard has his knee pressed against the door and um, just waves him through. And so he, uh, Brother Andrew, is looking in his rearview mirror, wondering if the guard is like going to make him pull over uh, so he can search. And he's, he just, guard didn't pay any attention. He pulled the next car over, started going through it, and he was just able to drive through uh, a miracle. This guy smuggled uh, millions of Bibles and uh, started an organization called Open Doors that helps uh, people get Bibles in communist countries. But that's just crazy to do. I mean, would you risk your lives for brothers and sisters in Christ that didn't have Bibles by smuggling them through and just hoping and trusting that you don't get caught, but being willing to suffer the consequences if you do? That is a love for people in a true faith in God. And sometimes God calls us to do amazing things. Sometimes God calls us to do incredible things. And usually those things are risky things. Usually those things are, thing, are uh, tasks or ministries that just seem so hard. And we can't do it on our own, but when it's done, we look back and we're like, wow, look what God did through me. Look how God provided. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. It means everything that God calls you to do, everything that's in God's will that you can do through Christ's power, through Christ's strength. And Philippians 4.19 says, my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So we need to trust that God will provide. We need to move forward and trust. So here's this little video clip. It's hard to see because it's old. 
It all started back in 1955 when a young Dutch missionary, Brother Andrew, first smuggled Bibles into Soviet-controlled Eastern Europe. Driving a Volkswagen Beetle, he traveled over 200,000 miles bringing Bibles and encouragement to persecuted Christians. Oh Lord, did you know that in this car I'm hiding Bibles to bring to your children across this border? Lord, when you were on this earth, you made blind eyes see. And now I pray to you, please make seeing eyes blind. Passport. Show me your suitcase. With pleasure. From the look of this cloud, do you think it's going to rain? Fifty years ago, half of the world was captured by communism, a lot of persecution, churches closed, Bibles burned, uh, pastors killed, young people deported. But we didn't know anything about it. I was the first one to start working there. And I've seen with my own eyes and preached it often with all the power I have in me that you cannot pray for revival for half of the body of Christ while forgetting the other half that is suffering under restrictions. All right, so here's a couple of good quotes. One is, don't say, take care, say, take risks. Another one is, don't choose what pleases you, please the one who chooses you. And Jesus often chooses us to do risky, amazing things, and we, he gets the glory for it. Number three, have faith to keep praying and never give up. To keep praying and never give up. Some people think that great faith is when you pray once and then just trust God. But Jesus, in Luke 18, 1, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. So Jesus wants us to continue to pray. Jesus wants us to keep praying through things. 
I think a lot of times as we continue to pray through things, as we have our need, as we present it to God, as we keep crying out, it helps establish the fact that we had a need and we desperately wanted God to answer it. And then at the right time when that prayer is answered, we remember how we cried out to God and what a miracle it was. I think a lot of times we make the mistake of getting an answer to prayer and then just saying, oh, that's good, and then moving on to the next thing. When we should be thanking and glorifying God, when we should be doing all that we can to praise Him, and it should be building our faith in Christ. It's difficult when we pray and pray for someone's healing and then they don't get it, they get sick or they die. Um, It's difficult when um, it seems like we're getting the victory or we've been healed and then the cancer comes back or the difficulty comes back. Um, It's difficult when good people die. I was looking at uh, some of the pastors that were great men of God and they got sick and got cancer. Billy Graham had cancer towards the end of his life and other health issues. Dr. D. James Kennedy, a great man of God, um, died of a heart attack. Uh, Many, actually, great men of God died of heart attacks. But we're all going to die somehow. Will God use cancer or something that we have a long period of time to think about the end of our lives? Or will it be sudden? Will we be in and then out? Uh, We don't know, but all of us at some point are going to die. And we don't know when that is. And sometimes that time may be sooner than we think. I was taking uh, Caleb to the dentist and driving up 169. And uh, we're driving, there's a semi-truck in the fast lane and I'm just driving along. And then abruptly, the semi-truck is like heading straight over for my lane. So I lay on the horn while I'm over on the shoulder. And then I don't know if he woke up or got the penny off the floor or whatever he was doing, but he got back in his lane and then he sped off. But uh, it's like, whew, glad I was paying attention because we could have gotten run over by that thing. But we really never know uh, if we're going to be here tomorrow or next year or how long our lives will be. But we should constantly be ready to meet Jesus. We should be constantly ready to do whatever the Lord has for us to do next. And uh, the rest of this parable... Uh, Luke 18.6, the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith? We need to be faithful. So here's a a clip from the um, I Still Believe movie. It's been 18 plus years, you know, since I wrote the song, I Still Believe. My pain, my hurt, the struggles, the realness of it, the song was just authentic. I still believe in your faithfulness. I still believe in your truth. I still believe in your word. This resolve hit me. I remember just going, I want to share this story. And of course, God started opening doors for me. And I got signed a record contract and I'm sharing my story. Years go by and I've got a phone call from a, a guy named Kevin Downs and uh, I remember he said hey we would love to start talking about doing a film and I'm like wait wait what and he goes the Irwin brothers and I'd heard the Irwin brothers made some good movies I can only imagine it was incredible and everyone knows the impact that it made and we're like yeah absolutely you know as far as coming after the success of I can only imagine I still believe kind of chose us 
There's just certain artists that are enduring that have this legacy of storytelling that people continue to connect with, and Jeremy's one of those artists. We sat down with Jeremy, and when you encounter a story that good and that meaningful and that inspiring, the answer is simple. This has to be our next film. The excitement of it, going, are you kidding me? And are we, we're gonna do this? I felt it, they felt it, we felt that God was doing something. It's like God knew the right timing when the story was supposed to be told and with the right people. The first step was to find the right Jeremy Camp. I think finding KJ Appa, just what a perfect fit. It's definitely the first time I've, I've played a real life person, so there's definitely a lot of responsibility comes with that. When I saw him on set, I was like, oh man, you know, I hope he's okay with what I'm doing and stuff like that. He walked in and just had this big smile on his face and his eyes were big and he's grateful, he's excited. He's like, I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm, you know, he goes, but this is an honor to do this. And I just knew uh, this was gonna be a really special shoot because he was invested. You know, I think that to be here today, I'm just watching my life in a sense, a different perspective unfold. It just takes me back. It takes me back to the journey. What Jeremy's story has done for a lot of people is just give them the strength to carry on, even in the darkest of times. He used that thing deep down inside that he has, that ability to, to channel his own experiences into music to help others for many, many years to come. I'm so thankful that they got the heart and they, it's very authentic. The script's amazing, the actors and actresses, they're, they're amazing. And I'm hoping that people literally walk out of there be encouraged in their faith, knowing that there's hope. Yes, you're gonna have difficult circumstances, but you're gonna have something to actually hope in. I think it's gonna impact a lot of people. I still believe. All right, somebody has said that God created people because he loves stories. And the story of your life may not make it to a movie, uh, may not be, uh, you might not be trying to figure out who to uh, put in the cast to play you. But we need to trust God with our body. We need to have faith to trust God with our body. 1 Corinthians 6 talks about sexual immorality and how we're supposed to live. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And I would say that if you are sick or healthy, if you have energy or if you don't, if you're tall or short, if you're thin or not, whatever, thin or thick, whatever it is, that you honor God with the body that God has given you with the time that he's given you, with the resources that he has given you, because your faith is shown in the choices you make and the things that you do with what you've been given. And again, uh, God may retell your faithful story someday. Let your life be one that is worth emulating, one worth uh, telling about, telling about the faith that you had in Christ, even though you suffered and had difficulty. Romans 12.1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And we need to live out of, of uh, our experience. We need to live out, of what we, uh, live out what we learn in God's Word. We need to live out our Christian life before others and know that God owns us. Uh, he bought us with a price when we got saved. And we should honor and glorify him with the choices we make in the way that we live our lives. Uh, Philippians 1.20, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but have sufficient courage, so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. So again, um, whatever happens in the future, however God chooses to end our lives, we should be faithful to the very end. We should be an example to others. We should be trying to lead lost people 
to Christ all the way up to our last breath if we can. Philippians 4.12, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Philippians 4.12, we trust God. And then finally, in conclusion, your body needs the body. We need each other as Christians, as Christ followers. We need the local church. We need each other to encourage each other and build each other up. For Hebrews 10.24, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. We are to live out our Christian lives together as the body of Christ. That is God's plan for us. Uh, again, uh, Jeremy Camp's song, Even When I Don't See, I Still Believe. I showed you those two movie clips, not necessarily even promote the people or the movie, but to give you the idea or the thought that your life may play on the heavenly screen someday. Your faithfulness may be recalled uh, for eternity as you are honoring Christ as you're living for Christ. Uh, what a great thing that would be to live faithful, to be an example uh, to the people around you. So next week, living as an encourager, let me pray. Jesus, I thank you so much that you give us an opportunity to know you, to serve you, to live for you, to walk in faith. I uh, thank you for this movie that might encourage people and help them uh, to follow after you through hard times and difficulties. I pray that many people would get saved as a result of this and other films. I pray that you would show us what areas in our lives we need to step out in faith. I pray that if there is persecution or a pandemic, that we would be faithful to honor and serve you and to live in ways that glorify you and to keep uh, the thought that we're ambassadors for Christ, ministers of reconciliation, uh, that we have hope in you, uh, that we are secure uh, in our uh, eternal destination. Lord, I pray that we would uh, hold on to that and that we would bring lost people into your kingdom. So we ask for help. We ask for help, um, for hope, for help. And Lord, that you would work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. We meet 10 a.m. Sundays at Chatfield Elementary School on 330 South Market Street in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.